welcome back um this is episode i don't know i forgot the number that's usually Irvin's job um but we're back and we're here today with octavio la logo octavio mucho gusto gracias por estar aquí gracias um, I, you said you were going to challenge yourself a little bit to, to do a little English. Yeah. No, well, uh, to do a bilingual. Yeah. yeah we'll do We'll do it. We're gonna, so this is going to be a bilingual show. Vamos a hablar las dos idiomas um, para toda la gente ahí que es, es bilingüe. Uh, más poder a, a todos ustedes. Um, Octavio, gracias por estar aquí. Gracias por invitarme, Manny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you of course. Thank you for having me. Um, so we were talking a little bit um, off of the air. Um, how about for the people that don't know you, um, you can kind of introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, bueno, español, inglés, it's okay. Como sea, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I am Octavio Logo. I'm born and raised in Mexico, uh, Mexico City. And I came here um, almost five years ago. And um, I have many uh, different uh, careers I studied and worked in the last years, but I I became a professional visual artist six or seven years ago, and um, that means I do painting, sculpture, illustration, comics, mm -hmm. um, many graphic illustration, graphic design. Um, I'm interested in, in animation, um, different, actually documentary. I did a documentary uh, almost two years ago. Yeah, that is going to be screened this Thursday. Actually, we can talk about that later. And um, so it's like an artist in many ways, visual artist. Mm -hmm. uh, after having different jobs and experiences yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. So a lot of different mediums. Yes. Um, that's that's awesome. So what's uh, tell us a little bit about your story about how you ended up in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's a funny story for a lot of people. It's just like, how do we end up here in the in the middle of the United States, uh, coming from one of the biggest cities in the world? Yeah, well, uh, people used to say that we are in Mexico City around 21 million. Yeah. Um, but that's without the census, the last census. So, uh, and we have a lot of immigration too. Um, yeah local which means people coming from the states to the center mm -hmm. so we are like probably 25 million people yeah and uh, that means that social distancing is kind of impossible yeah. and the first time uh, that i came here was an invitation from my girlfriend uh which now is my my wife she was traveling in mexico city mm -hmm. and she was doing her masters in urbanism uh, in the uh, at the University of Cornell, yeah, in New York State, and she's from Vermont, and so we met, and we like kind of like each other, mm -hmm. and she said, <laughs> you know, I'm finishing this masters and I'm applying for a job, it's great and can go. They, they have two headquarters, one is in Washington D.C. and the other, the other. She said a name that for me was like you know, Batman, Arkham City, whatever thing that I, like, what, Arkansas, Arkansas? Yeah. And then, you know, that just, she just said that she had the interviews and whatever. Yeah. And then she said, um, you know, sorry that, you know, the plans are not exactly what I thought. I thought that we could, I could go to Washington, D.C. I'm going to Springdale, Arkansas. And I was like, oh my God, uh, uh, I don't know if I really, you know, I don't know how serious is this relationship, but I'll yeah. go to visit. And when I came here, um, wow, was like nothing like I even imagined. Yeah, yeah. So t tell me a little bit about that. Como, a quien conociste aquí and, and how the doors started opening up for you. Um, because like we were talking a little bit earlier, I mean, it, there's a lot of people that kind of look up to your art and yeah. and aspire to to be able to do some of the things that you do obviously you're you're working towards certain things but you know how how did you get into the art stuff that's already established here um when i uh in mexico i was trying to establish myself mm -hmm. 
I quit my jobs and I, I decided to just do murals and do like gigs. I was doing a graphic novel in the moment that I met, I met Emily, my wife. And so I was like very ambitious in that moment. I was like, I need to, I, I truly was looking for important things like doing a, a book, a graphic novel, doing a, a movie or doing a art for movies or something like I could just be very or highly creative. Mm -hmm. Coming coming here was for me just the expanding this uh, ambition. Uh, yeah. It was like, okay, it doesn't matter where I am, I'm going to do what I'm already doing. And, you know, I just had like a little sketchbook and a little like my pencils and watercolors the first time I came. And I started like asking, well, this is United States, where are the galleries? Where are, this is the first time I ever came, you know? Like, yeah. I never came to this country before. And I was like, okay, where is the art? Where is the people? What is doing that? But I, I you know, coming from my, my country, I, I wasn't looking for the Latino community or something like that. I was just so exhausted of 25 million people in my back every day. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, please show me the art. Like, let me breathe. Let's, yeah, yeah, I don't care yeah. what is this coming from. I just want to see creative stuff. Yeah. And because I didn't see much mm -hmm. at the beginning, I said like, well, uh, it looks like there is some space for, you know, like mm -hmm. to do things. And uh, I had a contact and I, that's what I, I was a little um, talking about Anna Wayo. Mm -hmm. Our good friend Anna, shout out to Anna. Yeah, hey <laughs> Anna, thank you for everything. You know, like, <laughs> my, my wife I was working with another friend of us, Cessna. Mm -hmm. And Cessna said to my wife like, so your boyfriend is Mexican and he's an artist? He must know, uh, he must met uh, or meet my, my friend. She's working in Crystal Riches. And then to me, the second, the, the first or second time I came here, I met, uh, no, the first, very first time. Yeah. I met um, uh, Cessna and I met Anna. And Anna said, uh, you should go to Crystal Riches and talk with people I work with. Yeah. And the first, very first time I went there with my broken English, and uh, well, I felt like a broken. No one ever said that it was so broken. Yeah. <laughs> and I interviewed with Sarah Segeling and Moira Anderson, and uh, and they said I had a little portfolio I brought, mm -hmm. and they said, "Oh, this is amazing. Will you like to do something with us?" And to me, that was something completely unexpected. Right. And that's something that I want to bring with the community here every time with my friends. Uh, if you go to a big place where there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of artists and it's like very competitive, like super high level people, you go to a place, you step in, and it's like, who are you? Yeah. Show me your last ex your last exhibition or your ten last exhibitions, your notes in the newspapers, your mm. you know what prices you want, the grants you want, uh, where are you coming from? You know where you study. Yeah. And, and in Crystal Bridges, you know, they said, we love your work, would you like to do something with And I was just like, my, you know, like, my mouth was like wide open, like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, really? Like, I, really? This is just my, like a few things I have. My, I mean, you don't want to see my website, you don't want to see my, my paperwork, you know? Yeah. Like, I was I was really like That's what you were used to yeah yeah like really you don't you don't want to take my you know my blood test and because <laughs> that's what it's like in the big cities in so the big cities yeah. it's impossible it's cutthroat yeah you don't get a, a, you know you don't yeah. get access unless you you know someone or you have years working really hard and then you have the opportunity but it's kind mm -hmm. of like this this crazy loop like when you want your first job and you cannot have a first job if you don't have experience. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. But here, no. I went there with a, my portfolio and they said, we have a nothing gig for you if you want. We will have a party with 500 or 800 people and we want an artist doing light painting and we will pay you this. And that money they offered me, that was like something I do in a month in Mexico, you know? Yeah. And it was like, you told me, you're telling me I can do that money one day, surrounded by people looking at my work. It's like, yeah, we know it's not much, but uh, I mean, 
you, <laughs> if you want, you have it. Yeah. I was just like, like, like sweating, covering, like, okay, okay. Like this me, must be a joke. Yeah, let me think yeah. about it. No, I went to the bathroom. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a kid, you know? That's awesome, yeah. Um, so to me, it was this, like, just being brave and just go and say, um, you know, I never step back with anything in yeah. these decisions. Like, little, that was the first thing, and from there, I worked like 10 times already with them, and with another bunch of groups, and uh, little by little, my work is being recognized, and, and, and that's kind of how everything started. Yeah, and, and how have you uh, adjusted? to life in Arkansas. I mean, like you said, it's a little less stressful, obviously, mm. compared to living in the big city. Um, do you ever miss, like, yeah. that being surrounded by, like, the people and, and that type of culture? Los domingos son los más difíciles. Yeah? Sundays are very, very hard. Uh, well, you know, that the first the first time I was, I was here, uh, it was like a, a immediate shock. I had no car and no license, driver's license. I'm a, I'm a, I was a tourist with a tourist visa here. I was a tourist. So I had just a certain amount of money that I was, you know, able mm -hmm. to spend, uh, which for me was like, you know, how the money now is in Mexico or in Central America, it's like a dollar is like so much money. Right. So a coffee, $3 coffee for me was like that 60 pesos, which means a full meal which means a beer and which means my metro to move to. So it was very hard. And then it's like no public transportation. Something that I'm concerned since the beginning is like, there is no public transportation. Right. There is no, well, there is, but not to satisfy the needs of this amount of people and, and the huge um, square mileage, you right. know, this space. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the, the relation, the equation, if I can say it that way, between spaces, distances, distances, and people, is not satisfied by the by the by number the, of buses yeah. or public transportation that could could exist or exist here. So I was at the beginning just walking <laughs> around. Oh wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were living in Fayetteville, yeah. so it was like this is not nice. There are no taxis. There is no nothing. No, yeah. some someone told me there is a bus that is coming here, like, but sometimes come and sometimes no. Yeah, so I was in downtown Fayetteville, like waiting for this bus, and it's like I found the bus, and it's like yeah, we are going just to the top of the hill in the university. <laughs> and then you I gotta was, walk somewhere. I, yeah, then it's like <laughs> and then then what? It's like well, there is another one that is going to the supermarket in Martin Luther King. Yeah, I was just like that is that has no sense. Right. And so. Um, well, just to say that my city is full of people in the street. There is food everywhere. There is music. There is movement. There is public. Everything is public in the, in a lot, some extent. Yeah. And you don't need a car. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so to me, it was kind of like very, very difficult at the beginning to to put both things together. You know, the peacefulness, the the clean air, the clean. The, com the comparison between uh, my city and the pollution and the smell of, you know, CO2 and, and here like seeing deer and, you know, rabbits yeah. and eagles and it's like, it's, there is no comparison. But, but I needed to walk everywhere until someone gave me a bike. <laughs> then you started going around on I started, a bike. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I discovered the trails and I discovered, when I discovered the trails, I said, I want to come back here. Wow. Wow, yeah. just getting you connected to that little bit of infrastructure. Little, and then I discovered Lake Fayetteville. Yeah. And I said, I don't want to leave this place in, a, in a, some period of time. You know, yeah. I was like, I couldn't believe it because my city is so un unsafe. Yeah. The, I was just biking around and people were saying hello sometimes to me. I was just like, dude, that's weird. Like, <laughs> why are you being so friendly? Why, why are you so friendly? I'm, uh, you know, I'm yeah. like Chilango. I'm from Mexico City. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so it was a, a balance for me. Like sometimes it was like very low in infrastructure for a new like visitor. Visitor, very low. Yeah. If you don't have resources, you have no mobility. You have no access at all. And uh, but in the other hand, in the other 
you know, the other side, if you have a level of infrastructure, meaning car or a bike or friends that can give you a ride or something like that, you can have a lot of fun and, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of, um, well, have a, having access. This is an issue of access that I face. And the Sundays are the saddest day ever because we have all these markets in the streets and yeah. food and music and you just go out and have a beer with friends and, and here is like uh, I didn't know that the Sprinter was what it is you know right right no one walks in the streets no one no one there is no one in the street ever I mean for me in, the, in comparison yeah so I was like downtown like dead no yeah no downtown fable dead every downtown it was dead for me and I was like, where is the people? Uh, and I discovered that people was inside doors. Yeah. Doing cool things. But I had no still the, you know, I couldn't just knock the door and say like, oh, what is going on here? Right. You, know? you kind of have to get yeah. to, to know the people to, to get inside the doors. But yeah. yeah, people just don't even leave their houses. And that's something we were talking about. Yeah. That's something I want to get to. But real quick, I want to play some of the music that you yeah, recommended. Absolutely, absolutely. Real quick, um, what, who is this band? Tell me again. Yeah, this is a uh, this is Cafe Tacuba. Yeah, this is a band like I grew up with, uh, listening. It's from the '90s, and they are still playing. And um, they they are very, you know, they move as the as kind of the generation. They were doing like very cool. Um, um, very creative music at some point, ballads. But Cafe Tacuba is a place in in the downtown Mexico City that is called Cafe Tacuba. It's a place you go to drink coffee. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it's in the very downtown. So these these guys are like super DF people, like Chilangos. We call ourselves Chilangos. Chilangos. Yeah. And this is Chilanga Banda, which means people from the very, you know, the deepest, deepest, deepest stratas, strata in society. And it's all a tribute about the sound chi, like it's Chilanga, yeah. like Chilango, or we said cool, we said chido. This Every single word of this song is like, it's made with chi. And it's, so it's all the F slang. All the F slang. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, if you are not from the F, sometimes you don't, you cannot. You know, so I... I guess I'm not gonna understand any of this, but I'm excited to hear it. Please. So here it is Café Tacuba, Chilanga Banda. Chachale chango chilango, cachafa chama te chutas, no checa andar de tacuche, y chale con la charola, tan chonche como una chinche, más chueco que la fayuca, con fusca con cachiporra, te pasa andar de guarura, mejor yo me echo una chela, y chance enchufo una chava, chambeando de chafirete, me sobra chupe pachanga. Saco chipote la chota no es muy molacha Chiviando a los que machucan se ven morder su talacha De noche caigo al congal, no manches, dice la changa A choro de este por ocho en chifla pasa la facha Pachuco, cholos y chundos, chichiflas y malapachas Acá los chompiras rifan y bailan tibiritabas Se enchufa una chava Chambeando de chafirete Me sobra chupe pachán Miñero mata la bacha Y canta la cucaracha Su choya vive de chochos De chemo, churro y garnacha Pachu, 
retacha y se les retacha. delicious dinner okay so that was cafe Takua from the F uh -huh. we were just talking um, nobody really called well the, the government doesn't call it the F anymore they call it Ciudad de Mexico um, but that's not as cool it's not know? as cool uh, so we're, we're gonna keep calling it the F, the F over here we call it el defectuoso El defectuoso. Why do you call it that? Because nothing works well. <laughs> it's a big city. It's, yeah. it's hard to keep up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, so, before we took our little break, um, we were talking a, a little bit how everybody's just inside their houses. They yeah. stay in their little areas yeah. and their bubbles. Um, that's an interesting part about where we are in in the state you know there we have these diverse communities um but they don't all intermingle right they're not all very connected yeah um even though it is pretty diverse um in in some parts uh how how have you seen that and how have you connected to that um especially with the latino community out here uh, because my my circumstances without transportation, the first the first three months, you know, I came like three times by for three months. That was the period I could visit as a tourist, and then went back and fixed my stuff and rent, like pay my rents, and then come back and planning planning the second the second time I planned to stay longer, and I realized that it was impossible for the visa, you know. Yeah. And then it was three periods, three months periods. Boom, boom, boom. So the first time I ever met a Mexican, except for Cessna or a Latina, and Anna, of course, no, like I mean, but not like outside doors. Yeah. And that that's because I was in Fayetteville all the time, and Fayetteville is like is completely white. Yeah. <laughs> and because I'm not a, a student anymore, so yeah. I, I I didn't visit college because he's like so young everywhere, and everyone is so young, and they are in their own stuff and. If they are not doing sports, they, they are in class. And so, and I just saw white people all the time. And the, for three months, I, I thought that, and then I went to Bentonville and it was kind of the same experience. And I, I didn't come a, mo a lot to, to Springdale because I had no, it's, it's, it's weird and it sounds silly, you know, but I, I was living in Fayetteville and then Emily came here to work uh, and then I was there and it's like, okay, I have my bike. If I want, I can go to BC the Springdale. And then I bike all the 20 miles, whatever. And then I was here and it's like, there is nothing, you know, there mm -hmm. is nothing fun to do. At yeah. least there is nothing that I knew. Yeah. And I, so I was not, I wasn't meeting people. And then I went to, you know, like a, a restaurant and Mexican food and everyone was Mexican. So it was like, what is going on here? It's yeah. like, wow, this is segregated. And so the second time, the second, the second three months, I didn't meet any Mexican. And then that, by the time I was like, what is going on here? I was worried about my own professional career, you know? And I didn't have many, many, you know, like understanding about what was in the, you know what was going on right what right. was happening where was where was everyone like where is the people where, yeah. like where is the latino community where is the 
the black community, what is the, everyone else. I was just seeing white people. Yeah, and I bet it felt kind of psychotic a little bit, you know, just the way. Funny thing. Yeah. Funny thing is that my wife is white. Yeah. She's American. And I, I, because of her, I was moving in, you know, places and she's like super cool and she's in an, in a very different, you know, like about, you know, race issues and very aware. I mean, I met her in Mexico City and she right. speaks perfect Spanish. So she's not like everyone else in many ways and, or like anyone else. And <laughs> That's why she's your wife, right? Yeah, so <laughs> absolutely. So the thing is like we, she was dancing by example in an African dance group mm -hmm. that she came here and is the, I mean, is the only person I know that immediately is like, what is the African dance? It's like, okay. And then she met like uh, her teacher and mm -hmm. he's from Ivory Coast. And then they have a com African community that they are students at the university and they dance there. And another group of people and people from Croatia, people from Vietnam, people that is there like mixed couples, mostly like Americans with people from all the, all around the world. And so that became our community and that those became my friends. And so I had no, I was just like, you know, everyone was from everywhere. Yeah. And it was super diverse. And so our first party together, her birthday, it was like people from all around, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we we have people from Brazil, we have people from so at some point I was like, Wow, this is exclusively exclusively diverse. Yeah. But where is like around is not I I wasn't seeing that. So we had this community and we they are our best friends now. We yeah. we love them and we but we are we are a community in our diversity. Like coming, we are kind of exiled people from different places. Right. And we are all like friends. It's very weird. Yeah. But it's not like oh the group of this or that. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of come. You become friends almost because it's it's like you know how different things are, but you're like stuck in this weird place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like instead of associating by similarity. Yeah. like associating by the dissimilarity like yeah we're yeah. also different that we was to become like friends it's yeah weird. yeah that that is really weird that's something that we talk about on the show a lot um because you know growing up here in springdale there is a latino community right yeah and it's it but it isn't it isn't strong it isn't empowered um it's almost stifled right so growing up having an identity that's latino is very difficult yes. um uh, and and i think that's something that's starting to change um hopefully it'll change more over time you know and that's uh, obviously that's why um you know we need hopefully more immigrants that that can give to the culture and speak to the culture the way you have been doing because um, i think it's it's you know we need it um just so that we can relate to where we where our forefathers came from, where our relatives came from, or where you know where you came from, because um, it needs it it needs that voice, because um, a lot of people, like you said, they're just disassociated. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 it's part of the struggle is is just you know not being able to speak Spanish. I know that's something that you experience, right? Is a lot of a lot of people just you know even though they're Latinos. Yeah can't speak the the language yeah um and and that's that's another thing that you know in the schools they don't teach that they don't teach you Absolutely. the spanish um the way that it needs to be taught um people don't practice it anymore and yeah. and i know like me and urban try to talk it on the show but obviously yeah. here we are we're speaking english yeah yeah um but what i mean is is there as far as a vision for you i i think that's I'm I'm very interested in where you would like to see the art scene, but as well as the culture go. Yeah, you know, I, something shifted when I came here. I was like very individual, individualistic. You know, like yeah. pursuing my career. But then I saw I started understanding all this. I met Sam Lopez, mm -hmm. and he became really close. And then he shout out to Sam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sam is the best, and. Uh, and then I met Kenny, and I met Alan, and I met. Of course, I'm not saying last names because everyone knows them. Everyone knows yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, they're all homies. But, uh, all homies. <laughs> and and um, 
I was completely like shocked about the the lack of information of their own you know country it's like mm -hmm. they, they they said like happy Cinco de Mayo and I was like what's that do it's like <laughs> that's nothing right. you know yeah. independence is September 16th like yeah. what are you talking and then I, I started like I moved I moved here to Springfield and, and rented a space and I had my first studio ever in US in, in Springfield mm -hmm. and I was so excited to kind of start relating and then something came the, sh the thing that shifted was like I started to be worried you know it was like these super talented people, super talented homies, are not, you know, they don't know much about Mexico, and they want to, and they don't know much about art, and they want to do art, and I'm the, I'm saying this without trying to be, a, 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 you know, offensive or nothing. I'm right. just saying that in in terms of, I truly believe that in order to do whatever. It's important, super important to study and to work hard. Yeah, have the knowledge. And to have, I, um, to learn. Yeah. You just don't jump and do something. You need to like practicing and keep working and you know. Mm -hmm. So at, at some point I was like, probably I need to teach him, you know, uh, teach here. And so my, 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 my soul shifted to this guy, like just me and my work to like, wow, I want to help these, these kids, super talented kids. They just need some you know, direction in these these techniques or this stuff. And then they started teaching me a lot. Yeah. And it was this symbiotic relationship where I was learning a lot, a lot more than I I, I imagined. And, and and suffering myself because I suffering because I couldn't really do nothing, you know, <clears throat> without the infrastructure. I wanted to talk about the history, history of muralism in Mexico and public art and politics and who, who, you know, what's Mexico and what's Central America? Because I, I had the opportunity to study all that. And, and then art and talking about art in that power ways. And, and you know, I, I was like, they were really young when I came. Sam was 17 or 18 and Kenny the same. And then they needed to start working, you know? Yeah. And then I couldn't ever like have more time. I, I, I opened my house and I was hosting classes for them. like. I think that I had the first ever naked model class drawing mm -hmm. that I organized and there were like like I was just like serious you know let's do this but I had no any idea that what what I, what I was doing you right, know like right. how can I present this and and at the same time the conservative you know people here is like they cannot see a, a nude without being alarmed but they cannot see a lot of things without being alarmed so the things that were natural for me in art yeah like a nude you know a naked person you know is like in art is like since you know you, you go to the vatican and they are in the 16th chapel yeah it's full of naked people yeah everywhere you know and to me it was like i cannot teach naturally without feeling that i'm some, doing something wrong and these kids need like help and I cannot provide it because I don't have, I don't know anything about their experiences and I don't know if you speak Spanish. So the, the thing that happened there was like the, ident the crisis of identity. Yeah. You know, like, so what, what, what we are, what, what, are we Mexican? Are we like, you know, yeah. and then something like little by little, every time that I started like work more seriously here, these, these huge, Abyss, no, like, of identity is like, <gasps> wow, what a segregation! And yeah. then I discover the Marshallese community, and then I discover like, and this is like everything is silent, you know, like no one is talking about outside like the Marshallese community, no one is talking about this like group of super talented Mexicans and Latinos and Central American, and in 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 Springdale, it's just like you just jump between Bentonville and Fayetteville and Rogers, probably. Right, and this is like a black hole yeah. in the arts, you know, in the arts, and that was like shocking. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I think, I mean, the way our area is growing, um, you know, giving us giving new platforms, you, I feel like those areas, even Bentonville and Fable, are still trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, especially Bentonville. Bentonville is changing a lot, yeah, right? Absolutely. And and they're they're trying to find their own identity and um 
one thing that always worries me is like what are they going to push onto the next generation um yeah. and and how are they going to perceive it um or are they going to help you know educate them in the right way yeah um it would be really cool to see an art school open up in northwest arkansas there is one in rogers there is one yes there is one it's 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 the it's the private school. I can't remember. I can't remember. I, know, I don't know anyone, any kid that studied there. You yeah. Know? I don't know anyone. And it's huge. If the facilities are amazing. Like, I saw the first time uh, years ago, I was like, what? Yeah. You know, that place should be the coolest place. Like, all painted with murals. And, like, you know, crazy kids going out with green hair out of the classes. You know? Right. And, uh, but no. So, I don't know what is that. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I would love to see what and why art, right? Like, and to some extent is like why I'm interested, like doing art and public art, and what is, what is this call I'm following? Like, why I'm doing this, and and that is coming from Mexico. You know, uh, Mexico had this period of time doing public art, like muralism, with very known, very famous names like Diego Rivera and uh, Abida Faro Siqueiros, Jose Clemente Orozco, which is my favorite. And and you can see in Mexico like uh, um, uh, Juan O'Gorman. You can go to places like the airports, universities, hospitals, like even high schools. Amazingly beautiful with these murals that they are depicting. You know, like the bourgeois um, mm, yeah. class, like sucking the blood of like uh, campesinos. You know, like the farmers. And you're seeing their like prostitution, and you're seeing the the fake religious people dress in these clothes, just like sucking the blood of people, right. like talking about these things and in public buildings. You know, like when I was a kid, my my family took me there, and I was just like, whoa, yeah. you know, it's like a nudity and death and. You know, topics like they are just like artists were allowed, and in my country, you know, are allowed to do. Yeah. And and then I think that that kind of art, in public terms, uh, it was like trying to 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 satisfy the lack of education, trying to give identity, trying to create a public opinion related to, you know, some stories you could read like no monothematic a lot of art you're seeing here is monothematic no it's the 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 birth the this the that but there is no a narrative a narrative like something telling you in the story or some of something yeah. or uh, some characters that you can say like oh that guy why that guy you know or depicting something there's no statement there is no statement and i think that that what i will like to see and love it's like artists, younger artists, and this is a call for them, you know, like, like, please being brave, you know, and going, going, not necessarily public if it's impossible, but like, like telling the, the stories, you know, whatever stories are, and like being bold and say like, this is the story I want to say, I'm seeing injustice, I'm seeing, you know, inequality, I'm seeing racism, and, but also I'm seeing love and I'm seeing, you know, like all the good things too, too but like together, right, like, doing a very like serious portrait of what they can see uniquely as they can see as an artist and and that's how i i grow up these are my masters you know these guys i was seeing that and always thought i want to be so brave you know i want to be as brave to represent that that i'm seeing and i'm i'm, I'm afraid to say i'm not going to stand out in you know against the government or whatever yeah but I, i'm going to do art that is going to do that yeah and uh and why against the government because it's it's one way to say you know it, it will be the same against injustice or so i think that that what i, I i'm I, i'm trying to see here is this new community is not trying to beautify things yeah but yeah. like trying to find that that platforms and that voice to 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 tell those stories with their own voice yeah. I mean, even if it's about lack of identity or even if it's about fear or whatever but like like you know free free like art free speech truly free speech like mm. and and 
and the problem like I'm seeing in uh, in art in general from the top to the to the bottom is a kind of art that is always uh, the, for the elite yeah elitist and this other art that is kind of like crafty yeah um, mm. but we are not seeing graffiti we are not seeing like a lot of you know like stickers on the street made by right. kids we are not seeing this kind of trying to recover a little of the space they belong to and uh, like a little of you know stamps or things chalk drawings you know like more like this is all this is our space we want to you know not just beautify but like save things and have yeah. a voice and that's what i i want to do you know that's that's but that's my goal yeah is to have a real voice be honest saying saying things that are important to me if one i want to talk about love talk about love if i want to talk about injustice and race issues i'll do that if i want to you know so my style if you see my style and how i work yeah it's just crazy i go from you know like very realistic paintings to i close my eyes and i just paint yeah and, and that's what i did for crystal bridges just recently a yeah. portrait of my whole family with my eyes closed wow and and i just want to even like break my own limits in that way you know it's not just about doing something pretty it's just like what are you saying yeah yeah just do something free do something that that actually speaks it's yeah yeah and yeah. a speech and it, so to me to me just to resume all these things art is is a language right art right. is communication and if we cannot communicate because we we don't have the same languages speaking english spanish Marshallese or other languages, we have art to communicate those those gaps, you know, to fill those empty spaces. And because we can do it with music or dancing, dance or visual uh, expressions, we should be more, you know, like, like breaking the limits. Because uh, I think that's the only way really to to progress, like to to change things. Yeah. But that's my view, you know, I can be wrong uh, or I can be just in a, in a wrong place. Right, right. You know, probably it's like... But it's what you see, it's what you, it's what you observe. And I think a lot of people speak to that. I think it's I just... Think so. Yeah, there's, there's, there's that frustration around here. But that's, I mean, that the work you just did with Crystal Bridges, I mean, it's huge. The fact that you can still work, I mean, and, and, and put out the art. I mean, that's, that's part of the thing that I do love is that that is growing... Um, and it's it's becoming something. What it's gonna be down yeah. the line, that's nobody knows. Um, what else have you been working on, Octavio? Well, I I'm, I do some. I'm actually doing something that I would love to have some feedback. I I want to create. For three years ago, I helped to create. I'm one of the founders of the Phoenix Gallery in downtown Fayetteville, and uh, we have this beautiful space. I did the largest an amorphic mural of uh, that goddess Athena, it's called Athena Phoenix, outside the the, mur uh, the gallery uh, to attract more people, whatever. We have a basement and I want to create uh, a laboratory of art, mm. uh, kind of school, the mentorship. It's a, something new that I'm, I'm creating. And this is like the first time I'm attempting to do something like this. So in the basement, we have 6,000 60,000 no, 60, square feet is huge. It's yeah, huge. that's very big. 60,000 is big. Yeah. It's huge. Uh -huh. And so we, I applied for the RESO grant uh, to see if we could have some money from the Walter Family Foundation to, to renovate the whole space that we didn't want. And I congratulate the, the, the winners because everyone doing culture deserves that support. But what I want to do with that is like open a space that will host artists, younger artists, like normally. So I'm, I'm trying to follow the the, the inequality, um, actually, to f ending inequality. I was, I, I confused them. Yeah. I'm following the Artists uh, for America, uh, or American for the Arts, mm -hmm. Americans for the Arts in, in New, York, New York City. They did these statements like several years ago to create kind of like a union of artists. And they they are trying to erase all kind of 
discrimination or injustice of lack of um, uh, access uh, in inequity you know um, in arts and so my first attempt to do this is like opening a space to mentoring younger artists that they suffer discrimination or lack of attention or education because their race their social um, socioeconomic status or her, their uh, um, citizenship status or, yeah. and then create this kind of space safe to create and do crafts and stuff but like take it to an extent where they can see it as a business yeah and then thinking very seriously like oh i'm going to do this because i can create this and i can apply for these grants and i can to study and i can and then mentoring people to understand arts in a very different way which is not just like producing pretty things and being showing things in a gallery yeah but like a way of life and how to you how you can do like community projects how you can create things to to change your spaces you know like through public art or to very different it's a very ambitious project and i don't know if it's good it's i'll be able to to do it i'm just studying a lot and trying to create this programming mm -hmm. and starting with classes yeah and uh, so like classes kind of one of my friends is like i want a class where i want to teach them how to be boil an egg like a boil boiled yeah an egg like a make a, a hard boiled egg just by 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 eye and then with that i'm going to relate that to the moment you know when you're you know like oil oil painting like primer you know because you use this calcium carbonate thing mm. to prime your your canvas and then relating things like you know like we dissociate so much like we use phones for everything we google everything we, right you know and then like just having the ability to to deprogram things and program or create new connections in between so like a new learn a new way to learn yeah thing art very ambitious so i don't know even if it's possible to to bury to but i think that will be you know my goal in the future yeah well i think i i mean like you said earlier i feel like it is i mean a great idea because people need something like that it's called the incubator the incubator yeah that's what you're calling it huh? yeah yeah it's a, that's <laughs> I like how it. it's called, I love it's it. called yeah. the incubator and uh i hope to be able to, to to create it anywhere or create different incubators everywhere yeah where people can help each other and then seeing art not as a not as a just a business too mm -hmm. like a way of life yeah yeah living through the art yeah and then be, be be brave you know it's like i need to say this and i don't know how to well do it with art yeah you know like we need to change this how to do that but think about that in a art process or you know like because the creativity you you exercise through uh, uh you know arts mm -hmm. is kind of like a parallel universe you you truly can explore alternatives you truly can put things upside down and moving and shake it and cut it in pieces and then think make things that you couldn't even ex like sometimes you don't expect you know yeah like experimental things and i think that we are in a time when everything is already ma made and done prefabricated plastic blah and everyone is tired and it's like like you know melono sandia we said like blue uh -huh. red whatever and it's too like very simple two-sided thing and i think that art it's always refreshing and like offering people the opportunity to to just break that and right. say it's not all black and white it's not all black and white yeah. and so we can break our own limits and our own limitations yeah and our own fears all together you know and in that way it's very ambitious because i really want to work with you know all the people yeah uh, yeah and like create bridges between people and and communities from different you know uh, origins and well cultures. I, I mean i i think it's an amazing idea um hopefully you know you can continue working on it yeah um, i love it uh, Octavio, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and your work? Yeah, well, um, uh, thank you for that. I, I'm in Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, at Octavio 
uh, logo. Uh, I don't have a website that is working right now. I'm about to, to finish a new one. Yeah. But I have well, my let us know. We'll, we'll plug you in and we'll yeah. give you a shout out and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it would be great. But I, I would love to have some, um, you know, feedback about the pieces I do yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that and the, the approaches of things that I, I, I'm, I'm creating. And, um, and my studio is in South Fayville now. And... Uh, I would love to invite a, a lot of people there, but I, I distract myself so much. That <laughs> I don't know if it's a great idea to, to have a lot of visitors, but, yeah. I, but I would love to see, you know, this corner where I have my studio transform in a very, you know, cultural place. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll continue to grow and maybe we can have you back on the show and, yeah, and give a progress report and, and see how it's going. I would love that. I would love that. Time time flies, right? Yeah. And at some point, three months became almost five years. Yeah. And I'm really happy to be part of this community. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving so much to the community. Obviously, your work's going to continue to grow. And uh, I think for that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Um, Octavio, once again, thank you so much for being gracias, here. No, gracias. I yeah, really of course, I am it. Manuel, and uh, until next time, peace out. Bye. Ciao, everyone. Adios. <laughs>